welcome to Wrestling Now. I'm your host, it's Lloyd. Welcome to the post September 30th issue of AEW Dynamite. Nothing but action every week. Thanks for One of the first matches of the night was Action Pack just hit it right away. Absolutely Ricky Stark versus Darby Allen. Darby Allen wins the match, but man, it's just like it's everything we expect. Every time you see Darby Allen in the match, I feel like he wouldn't wrestle the match in six months of his working life. But it's awesome. Such an action pack. And Will Hobbs, Brian Cage, going, going, uh, they were going at it outside the ring because Brian Cage was trying to get involved in the match. The Hobbs didn't even let that happen. And they were fighting on into the segue. It's pretty cool. After all that, uh, Cody Rhodes set the challenge to Brody Lee's uh, challenge to a dog collar match. They all held Brody Lee's. So many people, personnel, wrestling, were trying to break the two up when Brody Lee came, came running out fighting with Cody after Cody accepted. Then all Dark Order was outside the ring. Before you knew it, Randy Rhodes ended up on the top rope, stand pounding over the Dark Order outside the ring, getting three or four numbers. Crazy. It's crazy. Anna Jay comes out. She picks the fight with Randy. We all know how that's going to turn out. Jackson super kicked Tony Schiavone in the face while Tony Schiavone was conducting an interview with FTR. It just just continues the nonsense with the young bucks super kicking personnel and just uh, commit just create this racking of fines for every single person that they super kick. But for what reason, I don't know. So FTR was standing right there. They could, he could have easily supercated each one of them. But uh, that's going somewhere. FTR versus FCU. One of the best tag team matches put on TV. Five out of five stars. FTR, of course, wins the match. They're by the skin of the teeth with helping Kelly Blanchard outside the ring. Oh, man. It was one of those uh, 20 minute brushes with greatness. <laughs> as uh, as, as uh, FTR likes to call him. Hangman was outside commentating, commentating at the announce table most of the match um, with a nice drink in his hand. And, you know, it can't go wrong, man. Then there's going to be some, there was announced that there's going to be a tournament for the AEW uh, World Champion at, uh, World Championship at full gear. Three of the contestants were named Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, and Kenny Omega, so tune in for that. Isaiah Cassidy versus Jericho is advertised. Such a great match. It was Isaiah Cassidy's first singles match. Because remember, he is a tag team. Basically a member of a tag team. I'm the private party. Ever since a private party was ever put together, I mean, they've always been a team, so... He put on a great one-on-one match. Jericho really sold him very well. He, he sold that match very well. Jericho won the match by a Judas Elbow effect. Judas effect, it was awesome. The way he, the way he caught him, caught Cassidy, 
got himself exposed on top rope, going up for a high assault, and then bam, he had a guy hit with the juice effect. That's a way to take him out. You know, his head looked pretty strong most of the match. Speaking of Cassidy, we had Orange Cassidy versus uh, Tan of Dark Order. Orange Cassidy's a great character, big, big card mostly, but I can't really accept main card. Take a bit less, take it more seriously. It doesn't matter. She was taken more seriously. And actually, beat ten. So that was a pretty amazing match. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Inner circle, got a little promo. MJF walked in, coming bearing gifts, trying to. <laughs> Giving all of Inner Circle jackets, special jackets, and then him and Jericho going back and forth on how he uh, he wanted MJF to want the Dark Order, but he asked if MJF wanted to join the Dark Order, and they were just going back and forth, back and forth. So we don't know. Tune in. Maybe MJF might just be a member of the Dark Order. We don't know yet. I mean, not the Dark Order, the Inner, excuse me, the Inner Circle. We just might find out and see. Tune in. Britt Baker's back. She went against Rev Velvet, one of my favorites. Up and coming Rising Star. I think by 2021 she's going to have her day, but she still puts on great matches versus even versus Britt Baker. Britt Baker tore her up, though, but. You know, that's Britt Baker. She came back looking better than ever. Something's going to lead into it. That Jake Hager and Jericho are going against the uh, Chaos Project. You know, uh, Luther and Sir Pentagon. He was being on them. They're going to be going against each other. And Hobbs versus Cage for the FTW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, the unsanctioned belt of AEW. I don't know how that's gonna come out, but I don't think Will Hobbs is gonna win it. But I don't think Taz is gonna let anyone take that title away from from King. So just for that reason, so to the end, that's gonna happen next week. And of course, our most prized match, the world title match, John Moxley uh, with uh, a challenge, a challenger to be named later. Because Eddie Kingston was going to be the person to name that challenger, so that was pretty fun, and it ended up having a, ended up having to be at the last minute of the match. So once Eddie Kingston was in the match, cutting a promo in the ring, and Moxie made his way, coming from some part of the dining room. I mean, I mean, some part of the some part of the uh, arena, like he always does now, so randomly. Because now that he comes out from random places. From the arena, that would make it. That's all because of Pac. That it just makes so much sense. Pac was the first person when when Moxie used to come out through the through the entranceway, just like everyone else through uh, through the tunnel. He got attacked from Pac from behind. So ever since then, he's never ever come in from the same place during a match. He's always come from different locations of the arena. Uh, just like Hangman Page, it's been a year now since he's been drinking. Uh, 
he's been putting on this drinking binge, this great, uh, drinking binge since September, no, August, since All Out of last year. So imagine, that thing's been going out for a whole year, so I don't know what that's going to end up with. He's been drinking straight on for a whole year. So that goes on to be seen. Well, we, that remains to be seen, so I can't wait. So, back to Eddie Kingston. He comes back in the ring. As we're at 30, he's cutting his phone. Bam. Moxie comes in with his uh, barbed wire bat. Boom. Gets in the middle of the ring. Everyone clears out. Eddie Kingston outside. Has, while he's, while Eddie Kingston's targets to Moxie while he's in the ring, the butcher is entering the ring from behind him. Not Moxie. Doesn't even know. Boom. Before you know it, he turns around. That's when Eddie Kingston wants to know. And the bell rings. Awesome match. The Butcher put on his best singles match I've ever seen. I think this is the first time for The Butcher as well. So, you know, much respect to him because I didn't even know he was a singles player like that. Very powerful dude, high impact, big impact moves, and and uh, even submission moves. I wasn't even seeing that coming out of nowhere coming from him. So. That was actually a great 12, 13 minute match. I would, I would never expected anything less. So, I mean, not even coming from the butcher. So, Moxley won the match and fought uh, with his submission move. Same one he beat Eddie Kingston with about a couple weeks ago. So, man. Yeah, he's still world heavyweight really champion. But, man. He's like 19 and 0 now. So, there you go. That's. Undefeated so far in 2020, one of the strongest pushes anyone's gotten in just about wrestling. This would be a good time for him to wrestle someone from another company to do a little international even to boost Moxie even more. So people like NWA will get their champion, like Aldis. Now that would be <laughs> that would be a primo main event match of a what are your concerns about that? Let me know. Thank you all for listening and tuning in to me every single week. I love you guys. There's nothing more I'd like to do to talk about wrestling, especially with my friends and with all you guys. Tune in for next week. My next show will most likely be actually, it'll actually be a uh, post show for SmackDown because. SmackDown seems to be for me being the baby show. This whole Roman Reigns thing with Jay Uso or the Usos, that is just that's that's right now is A list TV. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but that kind of thing is right is the kind of thing that wrestling should be made of right there. A storyline that can get built to the point where you're so invested in it and you can't wait to see what happens next week. It's not like one of those like uh, novellas or, or a soap opera or something that some people are so invested in. And you can see this one scene and oh, cut something black and then you want to see what happens next week. That's exactly how this is going on. This is suspenseful when it comes to Roman Reigns and the Usos. There's a family and we all know all this history and we're all invested in it. So, most likely I'm going to be doing a post, uh, a post show doing their highlights, uh, talking mostly about what what's consisting of what's going, uh, of this week's version of the Roman Reigns uh, family feud with Jay Uso. So please tune in 
God bless. Y'all be safe. And uh, take care.